You can support Sapphire Planet by visiting the online store at sapphireplanet.com. Welcome. Your journey is just beginning. now entering the Sapphire Planet. You are now in the Sapphire Planet. The history of Argentina is divided by historians into four main parts. The pre-Columbian time, or early history, up to the 16th century. The colonial period, which is about 1530 to 1810. The period of nation building, which is 1810 to 1880. And the history of modern Argentina from 1880 onwards. Prehistory in the present territory of Argentina began with the first human settlements on the southern tip of Patagonia around 13,000 years ago. Written history began with the arrival of the Spanish chroniclers in the expedition of Juan Diaz de Solis in 1516 to the Rio de la Plata, which marks the beginning of Spanish domination in this region. In 1776, the Spanish crown established a viceroyalty of the Rio de la Plata, an umbrella of territories from which the revolution of May 1810 began a process of gradual formation of several independent states, including one called the United Provinces of Rio de la Plata. With the Declaration of Independence on July 9, 1816, and the military defeat of the Spanish Empire in 1824, a federal state was formed in 1853 through 1861, known today as the Republic of Argentina. Let's start with the pre-Columbian era. The era now known as Argentina was relatively sparsely populated 
until the period of European colonization. The earliest traces of human life are dated from the Paleolithic period, and there are further signs in the Mesolithic and Neolithic. However, large areas of the interior and Piedmont were apparently depopulated during an extensive dry period between 4000 and 2000 BC. Some archaeologists divide the indigenous people in Argentina into three main groups, basic hunters and food gatherers without development of pottery, advanced gatherers and hunters, and basic farmers with pottery. The second group could be found in the Pampa and south of Patagonia, and the third group included the Charuas and Minuay people and the Guaranis. The major ethnic groups include the Onas at Terra del Fuego, Yamana at the archipelago between the Beagle Channel and Cape Horn, Tehluchises in the Patagonia, and many people at the Lytle, Gaiaceras, and Wiccas at Chaco. The Garnese had expanded across the large areas of South America, but settled in the northeastern province of Argentina. The Toba nation and the Duguara, which included the Calchaqui and the Quilmes, lived in the north, and the Comochingones in what is today the province of Cordoba. The Chara, Yoros, Bonens, and Chanes were located in the actual territory of the entire Rios and the Quarandi in Buenos Aires. The Spanish colonial area, Europeans first arrived in the region in the year 1502 when the Portuguese voyage of Goncalo Colel and Americo Vespucci. Around the year 1512, Jona de Lisboa and Estavo de Frios discovered the Rio de la Plata in present-day Argentina. Exploring its estuary, contacting the Charu people, and bringing the first news of the people of the mountains, the Inca Empire, obtained by the local natives. They also traveled as far south as the Gulf of San Matis at 40 degrees south on the northern shores of Patagonia. The Spanish, led by Juan de Solis, visited the territory which is now Argentina in 1516. In 1536, Pedro de Mendoza established a small settlement at the modern location of Buenos Aires, which was abandoned in the year 1541. A second one was established in the year 1580 by Juan de Garay and Cordoba in 1573 by Jeremona Luis de Cabrera. 
These regions were part of the Viceroyalty of Peru, whose capital was Lima, and settlers arrived from that city. Unlike the other regions of South America, the colonization of the Rio de la Plata estuary was not influenced by any gold rush, since it lacked any precious metals to mine. The natural ports on the Rio de la Plata estuary could not be used because all shipments were meant to be made through the port of Cale near Lima, a condition that led to contraband becoming the normal means of commerce in cities such as Ascension, Buenos Aires, and Montevideo. The Spanish raised the status of this region by establishing the Viceroyalty of the Rio de la Plata in 1776. This viceroyalty consisted of today's Argentina, Uruguay, and Paraguay, as well as much, as pre of, much of present day Bolivia. Buenos Aires, now holding the customs of the new political subdivisions, became a flourishing port as the revenues from the Potsi, the increasing maritime activities in terms of goods rather than precious metals, the production of cattle for the export of leather and other products and other political reasons, made it gradually become one of the most important commercial centers in the region. The Viceroyalty was, however, short-lived due to lack of internal cohesion among its many regions and lack of Spanish support. Ships from Spain became scarce after the Spanish defeat at the Battle of Trafalgar. That gave the British maritime supremacy. The British tried to invade Buenos Aires and Montevideo in 1806 and 1807, but were defeated both times by Santiago de Liniers, whose victories achieved without help from mainland Spain boosted the confidence of the city. The beginning of the Peninsular War in Spain and the capture of the Spanish King Ferdinand VII created great concern all around the Viceroyalty. It was thought that, without a king, people in America should rule themselves. The idea led to multiple attempts to remove the local authorities at Chacuisca, La Paz, Montevideo, and Buenos Aires, all of which were short-lived. A new successful attempt, the May Revolution of 1810, took place when it was reported that all of Spain, with the exception of Cadiz and Leon, had been conquered. The Argentine War in Independence was fought from about 1810 to 1818 by Argentine patriotic forces under Manuel Belgrano, Juan José Castilli, and José de Saint Martin against royalist forces loyal to the Spanish crown. On July 9, 1816, an assembly met in San Miguel de Tucumán declared full independence with provisions for a national constitution. 
the territory of modern Argentina was part of the Spanish Viceroyalty of the Rio de la Plata, with its capital city in Buenos Aires, seat of government of the Spanish Viceroy. Modern Uruguay, Paraguay, and Bolivia were also part of the Viceroyalty and began their push for autonomy during the conflict, becoming independent states afterwards. The vast area of territory and slow communications led most populated areas to become isolated from each other. The wealthiest regions of the Viceroyalty were in Upper Peru, which is modern-day Bolivia. Salta and Cordoba had closer ties with Upper Peru than with Buenos Aires. Similarly, Mendoza in the west had closer ties with the Capitisi General of Chile, although the Andes mountain range was a natural barrier. Buenos Aires and Montevideo, who had a local rivalry, located in the La Plata, La Plata Basin, had naval communications allowing them to be more in contact with European ideas and economic advances than the inland populations. Paraguay was isolated from all other regions. In the political structure, most authoritative positions were filled by people designated by the Spanish monarchy, most of them Spanish people from Europe, without strong compromises for American problems or interests. This created a growing rivalry between the Criollas, people born in America, and the Peninsulars, people arrived from Europe. The term Criollo is usually translated to English as Creole, despite being unrelated to most other Creole peoples. Despite the fact that all of them were considered Spanish and there was no legal distinction between the Criollos and the Peninsulars, most Criollos thought that Peninsulars had undue weight in political matters. The idea of the American and French revolutions and the Age of Enlightenment promoted desires and social change among the Criollos. The full prohibition imposed by Spain to trade with other nations was also seen as damaging to the Viceroyalty's economy. The population of Buenos Aires was highly militarized during the British invasion of the Rio de la Plata, part of the Anglo-Spanish War. Buenos Aires was captured in 1806 and liberated by Santiago de Liniers with force from Montevideo. Fearing a counterattack, all the population of Buenos Aires capable of bearing arms was arranged in military bodies. This included slaves. A new British attack in 1807 captured Montevideo, but was defeated in Buenos Aires and forced to leave the Viceroyalty. The Viceroy, Rafael de Sambramante, was successfully disposed by the Criollos during the conflict, and the regiment of patricians became highly influential force in local politics, even after the end of the British threat. The transfer of the Portuguese court to Brazil generated military concern. 
It was feared that the British would launch a third attack, this time allied with Portugal. However, no military conflict took place, as when the Peninsular War started, Britain and Portugal became allies of Spain against France. When the Spanish King Ferdinand VII was captured, his sister, Carlotta Joaquina, sought to rule the Americas as regent, but nothing came out of it because of a lack of support from both the Spanish Americans and the British. Javier del Elio created a junta in Montevideo, and Martin de Azga sought to make a similar move by organizing a mutiny in Buenos Aires. But the local military forces intervened and thwarted it. Spain appointed a new viceroy, Baltazar Hidalgo de Cisneros, and Linners handed the government to him without resistance, despite the proposals of the military to reject him. The military conflict in Spain worsened by the year 1810. The city of Seville had been invaded by French armies, which were already dominating most of the Iberian Peninsula. The Junta of Seville was disestablished and several members fled to Cadiz, the last portion of Spain still resisting. They established a council of regency with political tendencies closer to absolutism than the former Junta. This began the May Revolution in Buenos Aires, as soon as the news was known. Several citizens thought that Cisneros, appointed by the disestablished junta, did not have the right to rule anymore, and requested the convening of an open cabildo to discuss the fate of the local government. The military gave their support to the request, forcing Cisneros to accept. The decision ruled that the removal of the Viceroy Cisneros and his replacement with a government junta, but the Cabildo attempted to keep Cisneros in power by appointing him president of such junta. Further demonstrations ensued and the junta was forced to resign immediately. It was replaced by a new one, the Primera Junta. Buenos Aires requested the other cities and the Viceroyalty to acknowledge the new junta and send deputies. The precise purpose of these deputies, join the junta or create a congress, was unclear at the time and generated political disputes later. The junta was initially resisted by all the main locations around Buenos Aires, Cordoba, Montevideo, Paraguay, and Upper Peru. Santiago de Liniers came out of his retirement in Cordoba and organized an army to capture Buenos Aires. Montevideo had naval supremacy over the city and Vincent Nito organized the actions at the Upper Peru. Nito proposed to Jose Fernando de Abscal y Sousa, viceroy of the Viceroyalty of Peru at the north, to annex the Upper Peru to it. He thought that the revolution could be easily contained in Buenos Aires before launching a definitive attack. 
Buenos Aires was declared a rogue city by the Council of Regency, which appointed Montevideo as capital of the Viceroyalty of the Rio de la Plata, and Frisco Xavier del Elio, the new viceroy. However, the May Revolution was not initially separatist. Patriots supported the legitimacy of the juntas in the Americas, whether royalists supported instead of the Council of Regency. Both ones acted on behalf of Ferdinand VII. All of them believe that according to the retrovisions of the sovereignty to the people, in the absence of the rightful king, sovereignty returned to the people, which would be capable to appoint their own leaders. They did not agree on who was that people and which territorial extension had the sovereignty. Royalists thought it applied to the people of the European Spain, who had the right to rule over all Spanish empire. The leaders of the May Revolution thought it applied to all capitals of Spanish kingdoms. Jose Gervasio Artigas would lead later a third perspective. The retroversion applied to all regions which should remain united under a confederate system. The three groups battled each other, but the disputes about the national organization of Argentina, either centralist or confederal, continued in Argentine civil war for many years after the War of Independence. The Primera Junta sent military campaigns to the Viceroyalty in order to secure support to the new authorities and retain the authority held as the capital of the Viceroyalty. The victories and defeats of the military conflict delimited the areas of influence of the new United Provinces of the Rio de la Plata. With the non-aggression pact arranged with Paraguay early on, most of the initial conflict took place in the north in Upper Peru and in the east in the Banda Oriental. In the second half of the decade, with the capture of Montevideo and the stalemate in Upper Peru, the conflict moved west to Chile. The first two military campaigns ordered by the revolutionary Junta in Buenos Aires were launched against Cordoba, where former Viceroy Santiago de Liniers organized a counter-revolution, and the Intendency of Paraguay, which did not recognize the outcome events at the May Revolution. However, the improvised army gathered by Liniers at Cordoba deserted him before battle, so the former viceroy attempted to flee to the upper Peru, expecting to join the royalist army sent from the viceroyalty of Peru to suffocate the revolution at Buenos Aires. Colonel Francisco Ortiz de Ocampo, who led the Patriot Army, captured Liniers and the other leaders of the Cordoba counter-revolution on August 6, 1810. But instead of executing them as he was instructed, he sent them back to Buenos Aires as prisoners. As a result, Ocampo was deported and Juan Jose Castilli 
was appointed in his place as the political head of the army. On August 26, Castile executed the Cordoba prisoners and led the Army of the North towards the upper Peru. The first Upper Peru campaign was from the years 1810 to 1811. After securing the loyalty of the Northwestern provinces to the May Revolution through elections of representatives to the Junta and Buenos Aires, Castile sent General Antonio Gonzalez Barclars to the Upper Peru, but he was defeated at the Battle of Contagueta. Castilla then sent him reinforcements, leading to the first patriotic victory at the Battle of Supacho, which gave Buenos Aires control over the Upper Peru. The Royalist Generals Vincent Nito, Francisco de Paula Sanz, and Jose de Cordoba y Rojas were captured and executed. Castile then proposed to the Buenos Aires Junta to cross the Descuado River, taking the offensive into the Viceroyalty of Peru domains, but his proposal was rejected. His army and Goyetchis stationed near the frontier while negotiating. Goyetchi achieved and defeated Castile at the Battle of Ahaki whose forces dispersed and left the provinces. The resistance of Patriot Republiqueta's guerrillas of the Upper Peru, however, kept the royalists at bay, preventing them from advancing south. At the same time, 1810 through 1811 was the Paraguay Campaign which other militias sent by Buenos Aires was commanded by Manuel Belgrano and made its way up the Paranaya River toward the Intendency of Paraguay. The first battle was fought at Camp Picello with the Patriots claimed victory. However, they were completely overwhelmed at the subsequent battles of Paraguari and Takari. Thus, the campaign ended in failure, as well from a military point of view. However, some months later, inspired on the Argentine example, Paraguay broke its links with Sp the Spanish crown by it declaring itself an independent nation. The undesired outcomes of Paraguay and Upper Peru campaigns led the junta to be replaced by an executive triumvirate in September 1811. The new government decided to promote a new campaign to the Upper Peru with a reorganized Army of the North and appointed Jose de Saint Martin, a veteran of the Napoleonic Wars, who had recently arrived from Spain as Lieutenant Colonel. San Martin was ordered to create the professional and disciplined cavalry unit known as the Regiment of Mounted Grenadiers. The following years, 1812 to 1813, 
saw the second Upper Peru campaign. General Manuel Belgrano was appointed as the new commander of the Army of the North. Facing the overwhelming invasion of Royalist Army led by General Pio de Tristan, Belgrano turned to scorched earth tactics and ordered the evacuations of the people of Juji and Salta and the burning of anything else left behind to prevent enemy forces from getting supplies or taking prisoners from those cities. This action is known today as the Juji Exodus. Turning against the triumvirate orders, however, Belgrano decided to fight the royalists at Tucuman, obtaining a great victory and then decisively defeating the Royalist Army in the Battle of Salta in northwestern Argentina, forcing the bulk of Royalist Army to surrender their weapons. Tristan, a former fellow student with Belgrano at Salamanca University, and his men were granted amnesty and released. Then again, the Patriot Army was defeated into the Upper Peru at the battles of Vilcapuego and Ayahuma and retreated to Juji. In early 1812, the truce between Buenos Aires and Montevideo was over, and Manuel de Sarantia led an army to the Banda Oriental, but he was soon replaced by Jose Rondeo who initiated a second siege of Montevideo. Although royalists Gaspar de Vidgut sought to break the siege, he was defeated at the Battle of Cerrito. The Spanish Navy then sought to evade the land blockade by raiding nearby populations on the west bank of the Uruguay River. On January 31, 1813, Spanish troops from Montevideo landed near the town of San Lorenz, Santa Fe province, but it was absolutely defeated by the Granderos unit led by San Martin on February 3rd. The Battle of San Lorenz ended further Spanish raids on the west bank of the Parana River, and the Triumvirate awarded San Martin the rank of general. The Granderos unit was instrumental in the revolution of October 8, 1812, which disposed the government installed a new triumvirate considered to be more committed to the cause of independence. In fact, this second triumvirate convened a national assembly, which was meant to declare independence. The first assembly, however, decided to replace the triumvirate with a new unipersonal executive office. The Supreme Director of the United Provinces of the Rio de la Plata and elected Gervasio Antonio de Posadas for that role. One of the first actions of Posadas was to create a naval fleet from scratch, which was to be financed by Juan Larria and appointed William Brown as Lieutenant Colonel and Chief Commander of it on March 1, 1814. 
Against All the Odds, on May 14, 1814, the improvised Patriot Navy engaged the Spanish fleet and defeated it three days later. This action secured the port of Buenos Aires and allowed the fall of Montevideo, which could not stand the siege anymore, on June 20th, 1814. The fall of Montevideo eliminated the royalist menace from the Banda Oriental and meant the actual end of the Spanish Viceroyalty of the Rio de la Plata. Soon afterwards, William Brown was awarded the rank of Admiral, and Carlos Maria de Alvir, who was put in charge of the siege of Montevideo just a few days before the surrender of the city, succeeded his uncle, Gervasio Posadas, as the Supreme Director of the United Provinces on January 11, 1815. Alvir, however, was resisted by the troops, so he was quickly replaced on April 21st by Ignacio Alvarez Thomas through a mutiny. Alvarez Thomas then appointed Alvir as General of the Northern Army in replacement of Jose Rondu, but the officiality did not recognize this and remained loyal to Rondu. In 1815, the Northern Army, unofficially commanded by Jose Rondu, started another offensive campaign in Upper Peru without the formal authorization of the Supreme Director Alvarez Thomas. Lacking official support, however, the army was faced with anarchy. Moreover, soon after it would lose as well the aid of the Provincial Army of Salta, commanded by Martin Miguel de Grimes, after the defeats of Venta y Media, or October 21st, and Sipsip, which was November 28th. The northern territories of the upper Peru were effectively lost to the United Provinces. However, the Spanish army could not advance further south as they were successfully stopped at Salta by the Guim's guerrillas from then on. The unsuccessful outcome of the third Upper Peru campaign would spread rumors in Europe that the May Revolution was over. Furthermore, King Ferdinand VII was restored to the Spanish throne on 1815, so an urgent decision was needed regarding the political statuses of the United Provinces. On July 9, 1816, an assembly of representatives of the provinces, including three Upper Peru departments, but excluding representatives from Santa Fe, Entre Rios, Corrientes and Banda Oriental, united into the Federal League, met at the Congress of Tucumán and declared independence of the United Providences in South America from the Spanish Crown with provisions for a national constitution. On 1814, General José de San Martín had taken command of the Army of the North to prepare a new invasion of the Upper Peru. However, he quickly resigned as he foresaw yet another defeat. Instead, 
he developed a new strategy to attack the Viceroyalty of Peru through the Captaincy of Chile, inspired on the writings of Sir Thomas Maitland, who was quoted as saying that the only way to defeat the Spanish at Quito and Lima was attacking Chile first. San Martin asked to become the governor of the province of Cayo, where he prepared the Chile campaign. Installed in the city Mendoza, San Martin recognized the Granderos cavalry unit into the Army of the Andes, which he created out of patriots from both the United Provinces and exiles from Chile. In early 1817, San Martin led the crossing of the Andes into Chile, obtaining a decisive victory at the Battle of Chacabuco on February 17, 1817, which allowed the exiled Chilean leader, Bernardo O'Higgins, to enter Santiago de Chile unopposed and install a new independent government. In December 1817, a popular referendum was set up to decide about the independence of Chile. However, a royalist resistance stood still in southern Chile, allied with the Mapuches. On April 4th, Argentine Colonel Juan Gregory de las Heras had occupied Concepcion, but the royalists retreated to Tacajuno. In early 1818, royalists in reinforcements from the Viceroyalty of Peru arrived, commanded by General Mariano Osorio, and advanced towards the capital. San Martin then proposed to turn the scorched earth tactics and order the evacuation of Concepcion, which he thought was impossible to defend. On February 18th, the first anniversary of the Battle of Cachabuco, Chile declared its independence from the Spanish crown. On March 18, 1818, Osorio led a surprise attack on the joint Argentinian-Chilean army, which had to retreat to Santiago with heavy losses. In fact, among the confusion, Supreme Director O'Higgins was thought to have been killed and panic seized the Patriot camp. Crippled after his defeat at Cancha Rayada, O'Higgins delegated the command of the troops entirely to San Martin in a meeting on the plains of Mayapu. Then on April 5, 1818, San Martin inflicted a decisive defeat on Osorio in the Battle of Maipui, after which the depleted royalists retreated to Concepcion, never again to launch a major offensive against Santiago. The Chilean campaign is generally considered to be the conclusion of the Argentine War of Independence, as the further actions of the United Army into Peru were carried on under the authority of the Chilean government, not the United Provinces. However, defensive actions continued to be carried on in the northern frontier of the United Provinces until 1825, Battle of Achaco, which ended the royalist threat from Upper Peru.
The Dia de la Revolución de Mayo, or May Revolution Day, on May 25th, is an annual holiday in Argentina to commemorate the first national government and the creation of the Primera Junta, one of the significant events in the history of Argentina. These and other events of the week leading up to this day are referred to as the Semana de Mayo, or May Week. The Argentine Civil Wars. The defeat of the Spanish was followed by a long civil war between Utarians and Federalists about the organization of the country and the role of Buenos Aires in it. Unitarians thought that Buenos Aires should lead the less developed provinces as the head of a strong, centralized government. Federalists thought instead that the country should be a federation of autonomous provinces like the United States of America. During this period, the United Provinces of the Rio de la Plata lacked a head of state since the Unitarian defeat at the Battle of Cepeda had ended the authority of the Supreme Dictators and the 1819 Constitution. There was a new attempt in 1826 to write a constitution leading to the designation of Bernardo Rivadilla as president of Argentina, but it was rejected by the provinces. Rivadilla resigned due to the poor management at the Cisplante War and the 1826 Constitution was repealed. During this time, the governors of Buenos Aires province received the power to manage the international relations of the Confederation, including war and debt payment. The dominant figure of this period was the Federalist Juan Manuel de Rosas, who is portrayed from different angles by the diverse historiographic flows in Argentina. Liberal history usually considers him a dictator, while revisionists support him on the grounds of his defense of national sovereignty. He ruled the province of Buenos Aires from 1829 to 1852, facing military threats from succession attempts neighboring countries, and even European nations. Although Rosas was a Federalist, he kept the customs receipts of Buenos Aires under the exclusive control of the city, whereas the other provinces expected to have a part of the revenue. Rosas considered this a fair measure because only Buenos Aires was paying the external debt generated by the Bering Brothers' loan to Rivadavia the War of Independence, and the war against Brazil. He developed a paramilitary force of its own, the Popular Restorer Society, commonly known as Mazorica, or Corn Cob. Rosa's reluctance to call for a new assembly to write a constitution led General Usto José de Uricuaza from Entre Rios to turn against him. Urquiza defeated Rosas during the Battle of Caceros, 
and call for such an assembly. The Argentine Constitution of 1853 is, with amendments, still in force to this day. The Constitution was not immediately accepted by Buenos Aires, which succeeded from the Confederation. It rejoined a few years later. In 1862, Bartolomé Mitre became the first president of the unified country. So now we have the liberal governments, 1862 to 1880. The presidency of Bartolomé Mitre saw an economic improvement in Argentina. With agricultural modernization, foreign investment, new railroads and ports, and a wave of immigration from Europe. Mitre also stabilized the political system by commanding federal inventions that defeated the personal armies of the Cadillos, Cacha Penzola, and Juan Sa. Argentina joined Uruguay and Brazil against Paraguay in the War of the Triple Alliance, which ended during Sarmenito's rule with the defeat of Paraguay and the annexation of part of its territory by Argentina. Despite the victory in war, Mitre's popularity declined severely because of a broad section of the Argentine population was opposed to the war due to the alliance with Brazil, which is Argentina's historic rival, that took place during the war, and the betrayal of Paraguay, which had been until then one of the country's most important economic allies. One of the major hallmarks of Mitri's presidency was the Law of Compromise, in which Buenos Aires joined the Argentine Republic and allowed the government to use the city of Buenos Aires as the center of government, but without federalizing the city and by reserving the right of the province of Buenos Aires to succeed from the nation if conflict arose. In 1868, Mitre was succeeded by Domenico Fastino Sarmiento, who promoted public education, culture, and telegraphs, as well as the modernization of the army and the navy. Sarmiento managed to defeat the last known Cadillos and also dealt with the fallout of the Triple Alliance War which included a decrease in national production due to the death of thousands of soldiers and an outbreak of diseases such as cholera and yellow fever brought by returning soldiers. In 1874, Nicholas Avalenda became the president and ran into trouble when he had to deal with the economic depression left by the Panic of 1873. Most of these economic issues were solved when the new land was opened for development after the expansion of the national territory through the conquest of the desert, led by his war minister, Julio Argentina Rocco. The military campaign took most of the territories under the control of natives and reduced their populations. In 1880, a trade conflict caused turmoil in Buenos Aires which led Governor Carlos Tejador 
to declare succession from the Republic. Avalanda denied them this right, breaking the law of compromise, and proceeded to send army troops led by Roca to take over the province. Tejador's succession efforts were defeated and Buenos Aires joined the Republic definitely, federalizing the city of Buenos Aires and handing it over to the government as the nation's capital city. Your journey is now ending. You are now leaving the Sapphire Planet. Goodbye from the Sapphire Planet. Own a piece of the planet. Now you can purchase Sapphire Planet merchandise online at sapphireplanet.com.